Welcome back to the Tight on Entry Racing Podcast, the fastest growing podcast on Spotify. My name's John. I'm joined by my co-host, Alex the Lynch. How's it going, Alex? It was a great week. It was a good week. Good fantasy week for me. Uh, Taking back to the lead, baby. All is I, right in the world. I can't relate on that front. I had a yeah, you're, you're struggling. Time. Abysmal. Like everything that, you know, I was doing all right. And then everything went downhill pretty quick. Um, hey, 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 your Blaney that pick one out, though. Your Blaney pick did well. Yeah, well, I left him in <laughs> despite despite him being a lap down. Um, but I figured he had seven bonus points. I figured he could come back, um, you know, in that last stage. And he did. He, he finished in the top ten or so, right? I don't, I don't know yeah, where he, he did. He finished like fourth or something. I don't know. Or no, not, not fourth. He was fourth and then shit happened. Um, I wish I had the foresight to see that uh, – uh, what's it called? Busher was gonna wreck. That would have been cool, but yeah, I didn't. I mean, yeah, uh, it was just unfortunate. Um, that that wreck kind of killed me as well. Uh, Busher got wrecked out in that. Um, I had uh, you had Byron. Busher. Byron. Byron was in that wreck as well. You're right. Um, and a, a couple other good cars as well. But thankfully, I didn't have any of those. Um, me neither. What <laughs> one of those good picks, you know, at the end of the race would have been Corey LaJoy. I think a couple of people in the league did have him. Um, and that turned out to be a really solid pick. He finished in fourth, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. And now we have a uh, a big mix up in the standings. Joey Logano to the lead. He's leading uh, the points. I gotta I gotta open up the points here. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to. Catch you, you off guard. You, you ruined it for me. I was yeah. meant to come in all surprised. Oh, sorry. Well, he, pending the Hendrick penalties, if if the if the penalties get rescinded, Alex Bowman will actually jump to the lead um, or back to the lead. But yeah, because right, had another good day. Yeah, right now it is um, Joey Logano out front. Christopher Bell in second. Who would have thought? But he's put together a string of top tens, right? Christopher Bell. Yeah, he's actually. Um, him and Bowman were the only drivers to have like four or no Bowman was the only driver to have all four races be top tens bell what wrecked out last week or something like that so um, he didn't have it yeah or he just finished outside it whatever I don't remember and then remember Bell got a third place finish and Bowman got 14th so they both have four top tens now well, Ross Chastain is third in the standings. Ryan Blaney's fourth. Uh, you know, these Penske-related cars are putting together um, good finishes. Keselowski's in fifth. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Um, Harvick is still in sixth despite being wrecked out. Wrecked by out, man. Um, Kyle Busch in seventh. Oh, we'll, we'll talk more about that Chastain wreck later. But okay. um, Corey LaJoy, dude, in 14th. I love that. I love that. Corey LaJoy yeah. is such a guy to root for. So fun. I think I, I think I jumped the gun a little bit two episodes ago about the Hendricks because Bowman shot up already to 20th in points. So he's going to be, as long as he can stay consistent, he'll be fine. I'm still kind of worried about Larson because Larson's still sitting like 32nd because he wrecked out again. So it yeah. just didn't work for him. So aside from, like, I feel like the obvious one that's a surprise is Corey LaJoy. But like aside from him, who do you think the biggest surprise in the top sixteen is right now? Stenhouse. Really? The fact that Stenhouse is twelfth, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, did Stenhouse finish last year? It's gotta be outside the twenty. 
Yeah, I think Busher's a bit of a surprise in the top 16 right now, though. That's very 13th. And I mean, granted, that's being helped tremendously by, you know, Bowman being out out of the top 16 now. Byron's out of the top 16 now. Obviously, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson are out as well. Yeah, um, it's going to shake up towards the end of the season very quickly. Yeah, for sure. But, so, uh, with those points, because of the shakeups at Atlanta, how'd you like it, dude? How'd you like this uh, uh, Atlanta race? And you know what? I think it got a bad rep. Like I, I know it went single file for a while, but sure, that's going to happen anywhere, right? I mean, you're going to have yeah. long green flag runs regardless of you know the style of racing. I thought you know from a from a fan perspective, it gave you all you could have really asked for. I mean. It was better than the truck race. It was better than the Xfinity race. It there was some crazy racing towards the end of the stages and at the end of the race. Um, but Logano with a late race, the well, last lap, you know, lead change um, for the win. So I, I think it kind of produced good results and was a kind of a I don't want to say like a great race, but it was a good race, solid race. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the problem for me is. Um... When it came down to it, I think it just went to single file like way, way too fast. Like maybe in the third stage, it got a little bit better because the guys started trusting that bottom line a little bit more and they were trying to make it work. Yeah. But my main issue was like the first two stages, it went like five laps and then everybody was like, all right, top line's the only thing working. I'm out of here. That's the only thing I'm going to go with. And Single file racing is just not fun to watch if you're like tuning in as a new fan trying to watch it and you're like, okay, they're just in a freight train right now. So it's not the most anticipating uh, style of racing. Pretty split poll from Mr. Jeff on uh, on Twitter. Jeff his, his race, his good race poll on Twitter is a 52% yes and a 47.8% no. And I voted no on that poll. I voted um, yes. So, so we're we're yeah. different. It wasn't like the only reason I voted no was because um I need the track to wear out. Like the track is still too new with pavement and it's just not yeah producing fun racing for me. Um there wasn't like you know, you had the big one and everything. That's what fans like to see if you're a newcomer fan, but like I don't know. The single file freight training just wasn't doing it for me. I did really like stage three at the end where they actually started letting the two lines go. Mm. And you see a master class of Brad and Logano showing you how to race these tracks. And they're not wrecking each other. They're racing clean. They're waiting for opportunities. And that was fun. I wish that was all 200 laps, but it was only the last 50. Even even in, in that, like, when they would go single file, I did find some enjoyment in seeing like how some like, and granted it wasn't the entire run, but I was enjoying seeing how some cars were trying to create runs. I think it was Larson um, at one point when they were single file, Larson was able to actually pick off cars. He was basically, you know, getting a run down the back stretch and then diving in real deep, creating a little bit of side force. And he was able to kind of pick mm-hmm. off a couple of people on the bottom side. Um, and you weren't seeing that from a lot of cars. So I think that took definitely a, a special skill set. It's kind of cool to see. I really enjoyed that um, yeah. during those single car runs. It gave you something to watch, I guess. That I do agree with. I thought it was like I kept. Well, I was watching it with um, Meg Santos and my dad, 
And I kept looking at my dad every time. I was like, it's crazy that they're able to just sling it into that corner that deep and then just somehow make it stick and get in front of that car while relining up. I thought that was so cool, and I wish I could see more of that. Another thing I thought was kind of fun was like how many three wides they kept doing and then nothing bad happened from it. Like mm-hmm. they would go three wide and then everybody would get their positions again. I was like, how is this happening? This is like the third or fourth time this has happened in the race. And it's like, usually when you do that at Talladega or Daytona, it's uh, it goes a lap and a half and then everybody crashes. Yeah. At Atlanta, for some reason, they kept it. I don't know how. But... I was stressed when they were three wide. <laughs> there was one point, I think, with 38 to go, Busher, or not Busher, it was Logano, Kez, and who else was in my lineup? Logano, Kez, and Bowman were all next to each other. And I was like, oh my God, if this goes down, I'm so screwed. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, it screwed. was stressful. It was like, like everything in your body was telling you it shouldn't work. Like there's no way they should be able to go through these corners three wide, but they were doing it. And I mean, that's, that's, uh, that tells you something about how these guys at the top series are the best in the world. Um, I don't think yeah. the Xfinity race, I, I don't really know if it would have ended well if they were three wide and i don't think it really did end well when they were three wide so um yeah so i think that's just indicator well topic number two quick segue Uh, i'm gonna share my screen with you you're you're so excited for this i'm so excited for it i'm very bad reaction you might not like it and that's fine we can always we can always mock up (laughs) another one but um if alex does like it and you are listening to this podcast well then you already have seen the logo because it is um on you know the the uh, what do you call it the, the spotify page? profile yeah, whatever yeah sure <laughs> the profile oh, yeah. page so i'm gonna share my screen now i'm gonna get your honest feedback I'm, i guess that means i'm a bad owner of a podcast if i haven't checked what our spotify page looks like oh look at this bad boy. yeah it's not bad it's yeah. not bad that's pretty sick so the neg reaction she's not even looking Oh my god! So the one thing I'm not sure if I love, but obviously like, there's like the turbo, and obviously they, there's not a turbo on a stock car as far as I I know. But so is this a wheel mixed in with a turbo? Is that just like what it looks like? Um, I think it's just a turbo, but yeah, I mean we can like interpret it. it however we want, right? It's art. Um, but it's a nice pot. It's a nice uh nice logo. Hey, we're we're a racing podcast. This isn't just a cup series podcast we're a damn racing podcast so it's got it's got a, a racy feel to it don't you think this thing is sick it, i can I'm, see this on like a i'm showing up to like wall stadium and it's like a random modified team shows up and this is on the side of their trailer hey maybe we might be sponsoring a car someday Who knows? oh we got a sponsor i'm calling dale jr <laughs> right now don't worry i got connections i'll call freddie <laughs> well i am <laughs> I'm very excited about this. I think it's going to look great. Um, our stuff. Maybe we'll get t-shirts. Maybe we'll go super official in it. Um, but yeah, it's much better than our old logo. That's for sure. So, well, you mean the one we took five minutes to make and we yeah. were like, how do we make this? And I was like, well, my favorite driver's got purple and so does yours. So let's yeah. make that the logo. <laughs> yeah. So we, we did ditch some colors. We, it's a little bit of a new color scheme, but at least we kept the orange a little bit. That thing um, is thick. So there is another mock-up where the like the fire logo back here is actually in the front, um, but I don't no, know. I think it looks better in the back. I agree. You got to um, actually be able to read the the title. Yeah, exactly. Again, um, 
Spotify, if you're listening to me, this is the point where you allow me to put a picture up on the people's screens when they're listening to the podcast. Right now. No I, way. They I were think, listening to me. So, okay. So Spotify, I was looking and I don't mean to bore our listener, listeners, but. No, because if there's other podcast people that this is going to blow their mind. Okay. Well, basically the last, I was like looking on Spotify's website. Um, and it looks like you can create like videos associated with your your podcast now. Um, so we'll I don't really the logo up at this timestamp. We'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll we'll figure it out <laughs> later. And if we can figure it out, then that's a sure. nice logo, dude. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. But um, yeah, let's just not bore our listeners too much. We'll jump into the next topic. Josh Williams at Atlanta in the Xfinity <laughs> Series race. He gets involved in a wreck. He comes down pit road. They throw some bear bond on it, but the bear bond doesn't stick very well. Well, NASCAR didn't like that too much because he brought out a caution with debris. NASCAR parked him. So what did he do? He parked his damn car right there on the start-finish line, walked across the infield, jumped the pit wall, and the NASCAR made him sit in the hauler for the next two hours. And I think this story is hilarious, but it's also like, what the hell, NASCAR? Like, well, what are you doing? Um but Josh Williams getting a ton of love out of it. He's he was actually on uh, Door Bumper Clear, um, on their podcast either today or I think they recorded it today, um, this morning actually. So um, good for him for getting you know getting a good deal out of it. He seems like a good guy. I can't wait to go listen to that podcast. Um, but what was your take on this whole whole shenanigans, Alex? What do you, what do you got for me? Josh Williams is an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> there's like nothing that like uh, like i feel like nascar fans or like americans in general like more than when like someone sticks it to the institution am i right like, like it's just so funny that like this is straight up like when you go to a short track on a saturday night that is the exact vibe you get of like this dude getting out and i don't know josh williams background i don't know if he has anything like that in his repertoire but I mean, he's got the theatrics for it, so I, I'm going to lean to believe he has that background. And oh, it was so funny! It was so freaking funny. Like he's just to just... see him get out. And the comment he makes up bit rose to the official. He's like, "What are you going to do? Find me? I can't pay it." <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing there is Denny Hamlin's actually going to pay his fine, assuming he gets a fine. Um, yeah, if he does, it's actually going to be decided tomorrow, uh, according to Bob on Twitter. yeah he said he said the delivery would be tomorrow um for that penalty no other news on any other penalties though they said there's no timetable for appeals or anything like that but josh williams will get set in something tomorrow and denny's just gonna cover it josh williams is gonna get a cup ride because of this like yeah right <laughs> who does he race for what uh what uh, i don't know it's a small what, team what no but what uh oh my god what's wrong for manufacturer uh chevy i think Oh my god! Oh, is it bad we don't know anything about this guy? He's probably in the standing. Oh no, yeah. no, he does drive a Chevy. Um, hang on, I got the standings right here. So after his DNF, he is twenty second. He's not that far down. Yeah, I guess that's not awful. I mean, if he would have finished that race, he'd be in the top sixteen. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Right, right but there. but hey, it's still still funny. Josh Williams, man. Josh Williams, man. I'm glad Denny like came in and was like, "Yeah, don't worry, I'll pay it." So he is a Chevy driver. 
Because I, I was asking because I was like, who knows if he's a Ford, Stuart Haas can use another guy. Yeah. I hate to like just rag on them all the time. It's man, Stuart Haas is not, again not looking good. So but, what's interesting about this, NASCAR actually has him listed. I'm just seeing this. He's not even listed as a DNF. He's listed like as a disqualification. So he just doesn't get anything. Yeah, he, he because his finishing position says zero. His points say zero for Atlanta. Yes, so, he just gets nothing. I guess NASCAR said, "Screw you! You're not getting anything." I'm sure it's what they did. It seems kind of janky, don't you think? Uh, I mean, well, you think told he you they, no points? They told you to park it. He parked and, it, and then he he parked the car. He, he, he parked park it. it. Just not in the right spot. Well, that's not <laughs> there. It's not his fault. They told him to park it. He parked it. I don't blame uh, him. I don't know what the rule book is. I guess if the rule book says if NASCAR DQs you and tells you to park it, you just, you just don't get points. How does that work? How could that be? That's BS. I mean, think of it as like a DQ. It's how it's not a DQ though. If 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 uh, you let's use a. Uh, Chase Elliott as an example. I know some people on Twitter are using him as, as an example, so I'll use him as an, as an example. Last year at one of the road courses, don't remember exactly which one, he had his bumper basically falling off. Yeah. It eventually did fall off. Um, but if NASCAR <laughs> would have black flagged him for that, that would have meant he would have had to come down pit road. Yeah, the black flag wasn't. But they told him to park it specifically. They did tell him to park it, which is BS because – that means they, they, they're setting up no one of those precedents. Yeah, like the, I think that's a the difference here. Like a black flag is different when you get sentenced out as a driver. But that's, well, if if that's a different ruling altogether, then that's the most ridiculous ruling I've ever. Even heard. though black flags are supposed to be just park it. So or, black I'm, I'm also used. I'm also equating it to like if a, if a driver or sorry if a track runner false starts or pushes somebody in a race like they get dq'd and that's kind of how where i'm making sense for this it's like if you're doing something in the middle of a race as a track runner you're getting dq'd and you're not getting any results for it it's not like you push somebody on two laps to go and then the officials are like no nah, you can still get fifth that's okay like that's not how it works so if they're telling you to park it then I think it's up to their discussion to be like, all right, well, if you're parking it, you didn't finish the race. It's not like you wrecked out. It's you didn't finish the race because oh, we be a DNF. You. Yeah. You can't DQ a guy because you tell him to go park the car because he had debris fall off his car. I don't know. That uh, uh, This is where one of those moments where NASCAR is really pissing me off. NASCAR is a, NASCAR is a sham. It's uh, a shame. Shooting themselves in the foot, dude. Like, how many times you gotta do it before you realize that you're the problem? I don't know. I guess that's uh, eventually. But it's good on Josh Williams. Hopefully, Sick he night. gets a lot of sponsorship now. Hopefully, he gets a lot of sponsorship and uh, not a big suspension. Because <laughs> that would suck. Um, well, speaking of sponsorship, um, Bush, you know, Bush Bayer. Is allegedly still expected to go to track house. I don't know when they become the mo they became like the the like destination. Like last I heard it was still up in the air. But apparently it seems like they're leaning towards track house. Yeah. It's, uh interesting. I mean, I know the writing's on the wall, I guess. I guess they gotta come out with that watermelon 
watermelon uh, bush. That's what I was just about to say, and this will probably segue into our next topic as well. But like, um, for this reason, from my standpoint here, is Ross Chastain is the bad boy of the sport at this point, and a bad boy is just as marketable as a good boy. So, and Bush Beer can really run away with that, especially with his watermelon branding and him being a farmer. Think about who Chastain and his family is as well. They are straight up what Bush Beer like identifies with in their demographic. He is a blue-collar family, and it's oh. a domestic light beer. <laughs> like It's going to resonate with them so well. Well, then, then he needs to embrace it. Like, he needs to embrace the bad boy role. He can't be doing, like, this, like... Yeah. Like, I was actually thinking about this earlier. I went to get... get, get I can't talk. I went to go get coffee, and I was, I was you know, driving home, and I was thinking about it. I was like, if NASCAR needs a villain, right? And we, we've agreed on We've talked about this. But if you're going to do villainous acts and do villainous things, things that people are going to call badass, then you have to embrace the full role. You have to get out of that car and, you know, when someone confronts you, be like, you know, if they're mad at you, yeah, I ran you over, but that's because you were in my way. Like, he just needs to completely embrace it. Like, and that's just my opinion. You can't just keep doing these things where you you unintentionally, unintentionally, but we just put quote-unquote, wreck people or move people out of the way. Um, we can use Harvard as an example. Yeah, he, they didn't touch, sure. It was Chastain's aggressive driving that put Harvick in a precarious spot, and ultimately, that's the reason Harvick wrecked. I don't like. I don't care if it was, if they touched or not. And I mean, you're more than welcome to disagree with me here, and I'd like to hear your counterpoint. But you, you like if that. Like, if you're gonna wreck someone, and you you want to be the intimidator, you want to be that guy, then you have to embrace that. You can't be a uh, get out of the car, and I'll use Ty Gibbs as another example. Can't get out of the car, and and um, you know, oh, glory to God, after you just wrecked five people. like They're it, all afraid to be the actual bad boy. But like, that's, that's what they think. It, it's just so obvious. Like, like this, I, I agree, they're afraid because they think they're going to lose sponsorship. But if Ross Chastain just turned into the next Jeff Gordon, like, when do you think, that's when Jeff Gordon was racking in the most sponsorship is when people hated him. Yeah, exactly. Like, no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, Kyle Busch was, you know, one of the stars of the sport while he was wrecking people. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he, he kind of dociled out. And, I mean, that's another whole topic altogether. But... Yeah, so, I mean, my counterpoint with Chastain is, I know I like him, but part of the things I was saying was also to just get people mad. And then I actually got mad myself <laughs> trying to get people mad because I was like, like, a lot of people, especially in our fantasy league, like to jump on Chastain a lot of the times, and it's warranted for the things he has done. But when he's just racing hyper aggressive and he doesn't even like touch guys and things like that, especially with Harvick, it oh, it just riled me up. I was like, this is ridiculous. Ever jumping on him, but they don't even touch, and he just raced aggressive. And forty-eight year old Harvick just lost the the air on the car. You it's cannot like, blame Harvick, Alex. There's no way. I'm not going to. I'm just saying. He blame he's not blaming anybody. It's just uh he lost the air of the car because Ross was hyper aggressive, doesn't touch him. He knew how to get the air off and sent him away. That, and that's that's the part that rubs people the wrong way, is like he's just 
sometimes and that's what's that's what drives me insane is because like there was a dude in our sport where these old heads worshipped the hell out of him for doing this exact same thing the three car earnhardt this is what dale always did he would get right behind you make the air go away and wreck you and everybody was like oh what a great driver but but, as dane does it and but, everybody's like, uh, what a yeah, but person. For every one fan that liked Dale Earnhardt back in the day, there were eight fans that hated him. Yeah, it's fair. It just seems like the proportion is more hatred. It's just weird how things have flipped in the last like 20 years where people loved a driver like that. And then there were people that hated him, but I felt like it was still like a mixture of like a decent amount of like people that did like Earnhardt and people that didn't like him. Now I feel like it's just nonstop. Like Chastain's going to Chastain and that's what it is, which is fair. He's been in a couple instances. I think it's depends on who you're wrecking too. Like if that was Ty yeah. Gibbs in front of Chastain in front of, instead of a uh, Harvick, I guarantee the fan base would be super excited. Uh, that he, they would have, he... they would have switched over so fast. and oh, been like, yeah, Chastain is the best. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's just, uh, well, that being said, since we're on Chastain, we kind of got away with the Bush sponsorship. There's nothing really much of it. It's still smoke and mirrors right now with the Bush sponsorship going to track house. Who knows? Maybe we could just sponsor Suarez instead of Chastain. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that um, would be hilarious. American <laughs> beer sponsors a Mexican driver. They got to get into the, <laughs> they got to get rid of those Modelo signings. <laughs> oh my God. But dude, he but, should bring in Modelo. That'd be freaking hilarious. If they don't get Bush, they need to go after a after a Mexican beer. That would be cool. I'm sure Pitbull's got some ties, but I'm sure he does. That, that would be sick. But speaking of Chastain, that was our next topic of does Ross Chastain have any friends? And we're obviously talking about him a lot of what he does on the track and who he wrecks and all these things. He did have a feud with my driver, Bowman. Um, and I didn't know about this until like the morning after when I was just scrolling through my social media before like heading to work and everything. Yeah, I think I missed this. <clears throat> so nobody covered it on Fox's broadcast or Twitter or anything like that. So Bowman at the end of his race got out of his car and walked down pit road to go find Chastain's car. Chastain oh. is still in his car at this point. So oh. Bowman walks over and Bowman is talking to him through the window and things like that. And you can tell, like, Bowman's upset. He's not going to, like, Bowman's character is not, like, get in your face and, like, shove you around and things like that. He'll just tell you politely, like, you're being an idiot. That's kind of, like, his MO. Yeah. And that was it. So Bowman walks over, says stuff to the window. You can't really hear anything from the video because it's far away, so you don't know what they're saying. Um, And then as Bowman's walking away, he, like, balls his fist up and, like, punches Chastain's door and then just walks away. And you see Chastain say something else. And that was pretty much the end of it. So then Bowman, about an hour later, goes onto his Instagram, because I follow him on Instagram. Oh, God. And puts something on his story. He does this every race. He does a recap on his story every race, telling you about, like, the insides of his car and what was happening. So Bowman went on to Instagram, and in that Instagram story, he said, I trusted a team when I shouldn't trust a team. We'll store that one for the memory bank on Dakota this week, and I guarantee it won't end the same as last year. If you remember the Coda finish last year, it was a three-way battle on the final lap between Rod Chastain, Dinger, and Bowman. Chastain bumped Dinger into Bowman after Bowman had an insane run on the outside turn. He was probably going to get enough momentum to 
finish it and win. But Chastain wrecked both of them, and Chastain won the race at Coda. So now Bowman fired a couple shots saying, like, I don't have a short, I have a long-term memory. I'm going to remember how this happened, and I'm going to try and do my best. And the reason he said I'm not going to trust a team again is because he said um, Chastain's camp with, like, 10 to go or whatever were asking for Bowman's help to, like, kind of get a draft going and things like that. And Bowman was running eighth at the time, and Bowman's camp agreed to help him out. Chastain then let him, hung him out to drive with like two to go, and Bowman dropped the first <laughs> I do recall Bowman being stuck in the middle, and that's actually... Uh... So after Chastain asked for help, the Chevys agreed. Bowman gets shafted. So now Bowman, that's why he said he'll never trust that team again. Yeah. So we'll see at this point, time. that question goes in. I don't think Chastain has any friends anymore. If you like, let's be real. Bowman's not a guy that many people could be a fan of because of his his career. And he's also like a guy that like since I follow him so much, he's kind of a guy that's hard to piss off. And if you're pissing him off, it's like, dude, who do you have left besides your own teammate? Does Suarez even like him? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I don't. I don't think they disagree. But, uh, you know, this, it, if you're gonna be the villain, like I said, you have to embrace it. Yeah, and, own up to it, dude. But he's gonna keep calling these bluffs. Like, is Bowman actually gonna wreck him next week? Probably not. Like, no. He might. He might race him a little bit harder, but he's not gonna wreck him. Yeah, Bowman's and, not gonna give him any any leeway. So Chastain's sure. gonna keep calling these bluffs. He's gonna keep bettering his own position. He's gonna keep like finishing in the top five until. Guys like Denny Hamlin start dooring him every week. And, you know, like we talked about it last week, Denny Hamlin doored him at Phoenix. And um, if he didn't say anything, he probably would have got away with it. Um, yeah, it's going to be you know, interesting. They're going to have to start, like, teaching him. Like, that's another thing, too. It's just no veteran that's, like, teaching him a lesson. They're just, like, letting Denny's him Denny's trying. but <laughs> Yeah, it's not working. Not working for Denny. Denny needs reinforcements, dude. Somebody just needs to straight up spin him out. Yeah, it's but then you like you're gonna incur a penalty. So it's like the system's kind of protecting him because now yeah, like there's a precedent where NASCAR's gonna start penalizing for drivers, or that now they have to because they are penalizing Denny. Um, I don't know. I, who knows? But. I would it, love for Bowman to wreck Chastain just so I can see her fantasy chat finally stop talking bad about my boy. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to eventually start biting him in the butt. But right now, I mean, if I'm Ross, I'm going to keep calling bluffs and I'm going to keep racing the way I'm racing until someone actually does something about it. Um, that's how I would race too. And, you know, that's like, I do still like him. It's just, I need him to embrace that role. Like, I'm going to start disliking him a little bit if he doesn't start um, actually embracing it and being like, yeah, I'm going to do this because that's how I race. Like, just say it. This is why I'm partially so excited (laughs) for when Ty Gibbs eventually starts running a little bit better because I think it's going to be somewhat fun to watch when he's battling and not giving an inch and, you know, racing the way he kind of raced in Xfinity, regardless if you liked it or not. But Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I don't like Ty Gibbs, but that's for other reasons. Yeah. And that's a that's a topic for another day. All right. Uh Chastain, Chastain oh. feud is over. 
Uh, do you understand my next topic? Do you know what I mean by what I wrote? Do you get it? You wrote, quote unquote, is NASCAR losing its luster? The honey phase moon, the, ooh, sorry. The honey phase, honey, honey phase. Honey, honey phase, honeymoon phase of the new car is over. And the package isn't exactly what we thought it could be. Or is that, that's, that's technically poised as a question. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I'll just jump right in. I, I don't, I, I think we're being too critical of this car. Like I, like, obviously there's things that have to be worked, worked out, but I don't know. It's produced some pretty good racing, regardless of your opinion. Obviously the road course package needs to be a little bit better. Short track package needs to be better. But we've seen some pretty good racing out of the intermediate package uh, minus Fontana this year. Fontana wasn't amazing. Is that what they want them? Yeah, it could be us like jumping the gun a little bit. I just think it's going to be the same problem as the last car where they did tote parody a little bit with the last car as well. And then they yeah. toted it again with this one. And last year there was parody because nobody knew how to tune this car up. And now... What are we seeing again in the first five races? We've had two teams that kind of really just know what they're doing. Hendrick knows how to tune their car up, and the Penske's this week knew how to tune their car up. And I have a fear that that's going to go away very quickly, and it's just going to be the same teams running away with it again with Trackhouse sprinkling into the mix. So they're one team that kind of enforced themselves, but we're seeing Stuart Haas drop like a rock. You're seeing... Like Joe Gibbs has been doing okay, but it's really only been Denny and Bell. So you only have two guys from there doing okay. I know it's yeah. still early, but I feel like the parity is not going to be a thing for the rest of the season. I think you're going to see the normal teams that should be doing good are going to be doing good. And that's it. And my problem with that is, is like you got to change something up. With the car, like last year, everybody was going, oh, man, this car is awesome. Look at how fun it's racing. Yeah, we need to tune up the short tracks a little bit. Even the road courses were okay. And this year, the package is road courses and short tracks around the same thing pretty much. So we're going to see how that works out for the road courses this weekend. Um, But with this honeymoon phase of the car, these first, what are we on, five races now? The first five races have been like, I don't know, there's been nothing memorable for me just been racing uh, it hasn't hasn't been anything crazy yeah but uh, i think okay here's what i think two I of think, these races had a hendrick car leading for like 400 laps combined in two races yeah i mean you're 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 bringing up great points but i think i think the last year the racing was just so good that we're kind of expecting that the same you know it's not gonna be the same every year every season every race yeah. um and I think, I don't know, I, I'm still in the camp that I think it's it's better racing than we're given a credit for. But I will say, I think there's, I think this weekend's going to be a really good test to see like what this, um, you know, road course package actually looks like, right? Because they're running, they're running slightly different packages this, this week, right? I can't remember. I thought the f- package they ran at Phoenix is also what they're running on road courses, but and I don't I, remember. I don't know if they are or aren't, but regardless... I think that the, the fix is so simple. Um, they have to change the gear ratio. They can't be shifting, able to downshift in the corners and just take off again. And number two, they just, we've been beating the drum and I'll keep beating the drum until they change it. Um, those tires, those tires, as soon as they thin them out or they put grooves in them or make them lose grip, 
these road course races are going to be really, really, really good. Have you seen uh, what uh, Denny said? I don't. It wasn't this week's podcast. I didn't listen to it yet because it just came out. Um, but uh, what's it called? His he said something about the manufacturers either last week or two episodes ago had the manufacturers are like putting blocks in their engine to like keep the RPMs down. And I also think that's like a big problem. Like the manufacturers are coming in and like, they don't want the teams pushing the engines too hard because then the manufacturer has to make another engine. So they've been keeping the RPMs down so it makes shifting harder because then if your rpms aren't going up you can't shift as fast so they're trying to make sure the engines last longer because it's so expensive to build these things and all the part problems now with the supply chains and everything and i get it but when you couple that with nascar not being not being willing to like change tires that much or not willing to increase the horsepower like that's how you would get rid of the rpm block problem is just increase the horsepower but, yeah, but they're not gonna they're not gonna increase not the going to do that reason. so so now they're kind of in a limbo of like well i guess we just have to wait and see how this racing goes huh and it's 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 not the greatest i don't like that manufacturers are doing that but i understand it because it costs money because yeah. they don't they don't want a team like bj mcleod's team blowing an engine every week because they're yeah. a team that doesn't win but force us to give them the same engine as everybody else so they're tired of spending that money so yeah. i mean i yeah i i don't know i i think i think the the chief issue is like you mentioned the uh, there's it's too easy to control these cars they're too easy to drive when they're yeah when there's not a crazy arrow push on them like this week they did look a little sketchy in in the draft um the, the cars were wobbling i mean we saw how easily harvick wrecked there's a very yeah, exactly. thin line and, and when they cross it they're gone right um but at the same time it's when they're not you know on the on the razor's edge they can control these cars a lot easier they can make the make uh you know corner apexes a lot easier you don't see guys washing up the track at, at tracks like um you know phoenix or richmond people are able to kind of hold their lines um and, and that wasn't always the case in these cars but it really i think it, and we've talked about these damn tires and we've talked about them forever it's just nah. They need to they need to make them lose grip faster in these runs, or they just need to take grip away. And the way you do that is putting grooves in these dang tires, um, make them a thinner profile, and these these drivers won't be able to just get on the gas and take off again. So, yeah, I, I'm going to keep beating that horn, like I said, until until something changes. But for now, we'll see if it does. Things remain the same. Um, but otherwise, I you know I'm I'm excited to see the racing this this week. I'm excited to see what it produces, um, especially since we have a whole bunch of Cup drivers all over the place this week. Yes, yes, we, we have do. Bowman will be driving the Seven Hendrick truck car this weekend. Okay. Chastain is also driving a truck this weekend. Be on the lookout to see how these two race each other in the truck series. That would be exciting to see if they hash anything out in a series that they technically don't need to worry about points for. Um, who else is driving? I think Bell is driving a truck as well. And Ty Gibbs, I believe, is driving an Xfinity car this weekend. So we have a bunch of cup drivers all over the place and a lot in the truck. You got Chastain, Bowman, and Bell in the trucks. I will be more impressed if I see 
an actual truck driver win that race since you're so loaded with cup guys in it. Like if he could, if they could duke it out with them and get in front of them and like give them a run for their money, that would be cool to see. So I'm anticipating Friday to kind of be a low key slapper, or is it Friday or Saturday? I forget when they're racing. Saturday. Yeah, I think it's a double header Saturday, right? I believe so. Um, I would have to check, but regardless, I agree. I think there's a very slam, so slam, very slim possibility that we see a a uh, what the hell am I trying to say? A truck series driver actually win this um, this race this weekend. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think we're going to see a, a cup regular or a, a non-truck series regular um, come away with the win there. And the Xfinity Series race, you might see you might see something similar. I wouldn't be surprised. You said Ty Gibbs is around the Xfinity Series. Wouldn't be surprised to see him come away with a win there. You know how good he is on road course races. And you know what? I mean, we're not going to talk about Coda Pickham yet, just yet. But uh, Ty Gibbs will be a, a car to watch in the Cubs Series as well. Oh, he, he's leaking. He's leaking to the end. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't. I couldn't help it. It, it was right there. It was too easy for the pickings. Couldn't wow. resist it, huh? I'm trying to check the entries for the truck race right now. Ooh, there's 39 cars for the truck race. Holy crap! For 36 spots, who's not qualifying on this? You mean 39 trucks? Yeah, 39 trucks for 36 spots. Sorry. So no, three. So three. Back. So three trucks aren't going to make it. But you got Chastain. Casgrala, the usuals. So that's that's going to be an exciting, exciting time. That should be a really fun race. I don't know who's in Xfinity, but well, I mean, you can't count out, you can't count out the regular the ugh, I can't talk can't count out the you know the season the seasoned like regulars in that series like um not Chastain like um Smith and the rest of that crew yeah it's true you cannot count them out so should be very exciting to see what they do but that pretty much covers the people that are going to be uh driving this weekend so i'm hoping for oh Bush. did you say Kyle Bush? i did not well, where's he on the truck series as well oh uh, i think i may be actually mistaking him with bell scratch that i think it's kyle bush and not bell well Good luck to anyone not named Kyle Busch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that, that should be a very fun jam-packed of one, two, three cup drivers in the truck race. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we got exactly in the Xfinity Series race? Uh, it's just Ty Gibbs and then a bunch of Xfinity guys, and that's it. Okay. So, I mean. And then two drivers well, to be announced for two cars. I, I don't know. Motorsports business management and CHK Racing don't have drivers announced. They got crew chiefs announced. But they don't have drivers. Huh. Okay. Good luck to them. Dark horse pick. Pick them. Jimmy Johnson jumping in one of those cars. Jimmy Johnson jumping into an Xfinity. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll get more to the Cup Series in a little bit. But um, we're jumping back to Atlanta because... I guess we probably should have moved this up the show sheet, but yeah, whatever. did Bell beat Brad? My answer is yes, he did. You're going to say no, he oh, didn't. I'm going to say no, he didn't. How could you say he didn't beat him? So I've got a – it's another thing that uh, uh, I want to bring up for this because oh. it's funny to me. Um, 
just with NASCAR ruling, if I can find this link again with NASCAR ruling, it's so funny to me. So in that camera angle, it's not a camera. We have pictures up on our screens. Viewers have not, not seen it. So this camera that they're using is not actually a NASCAR camera. I don't know what camera this is, but it's not a camera NASCAR uses. Well, whose camera is it? It could just be Atlanta <laughs> track. Like it could just be the track Atlanta. Okay. Like they have a camera there. So it's not a sanctioned NASCAR camera, whatever. It's it's a it's a camera that's stationary, but it's not one that NASCAR uses for results, is what I'm trying to get at. So that being said, for the viewers that don't know, that's what we're looking at. Is there was a picture phone around Twitter and the Reddit and everything like that that Bell was actually in front of Brad based on these pictures. And it's been causing a stir because people are like, what the hell? It's he's not it, he's like Bell in these pictures and two separate pictures. He's clearly ahead of Brad and these angles. But in this in the NASCAR rules, according to Bob, according to Mr. Brockus, little Bob, it's NASCAR gives teams 20 minutes to protest the results. There was no protest filed. And therefore, since the camera angle does not belong to any of the three cameras NASCAR has access to for scoring, and since there was no protest, Bell doesn't get a say. And I think that's just a hilarious rule that, like, oh, well, if no team protested, that we're just not going to care about it. And that's it. See, here's (laughs) what I... Okay, so... I think it should... It should the protest period should go until the end of um post race inspection. Yeah, it should. Because right. because remember 20, when Danny like got 20 him. minutes, dude, they're getting out of their cars and interviewing everything. Yeah. Like, so Denny got DQ'd last year at uh Pocono, right? After yeah. winning the race. Um and, and that DQ takes place, you know, hours after the fact. It, it literally, I think it was like two, three hours after the race. He got DQ'd. Well, right after the, that DQ happens, any other penalties are not assessed to that race anymore. They're assessed after the fact. So, say Denny Hamlin um, didn't win that race, but he his one of his cars or his car got taken to NASCAR um, R and D Center for for you know you know how they select cars at lottery for post post race inspection so they take cars back to the shop and, and they do their run their tests and whatever well if, if they found something wrong with the car at that point they don't dq from that race anymore they essentially assess a penalty so it would probably be 100 points or whatever it is but because what basically what i'm trying to say is this race is not official until the end of post race inspection in my opinion yeah yeah, yeah. and i and so I, I don't know. I think he should have had an opportunity to protest because it's obvious he was ahead of at least from, from this my, angle, a point of view. And then Bob also said, crazy. from NASCAR's point of view, Brad beat Bell by point zero zero one. Obviously not. <laughs> and what is that? A running position from second to third? I think this would be more blown up if it was like for the win. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, like, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's 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 a decent amount of money. Like, yeah, it's a decent amount of money. I don't know how much it is, but but not. point point wise, it's a point different. Yeah, point wise, yeah. it doesn't matter. 
money wise, yeah, I'd be a little annoyed if I just yeah. missed out on I don't know thirty thousand. <laughs> all because all because the NASCAR rule is well, you didn't protest in twenty minutes. Sorry, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's just too funny to me. Oh, man, they have some of the rules they have are fantastic. Well, the problem is we can't see the rule book either because it's not public. Like that's the yeah. dumbest thing. Uh, what other sport can you do? You not know the rules? Like how ridiculous! Yeah, like it's stupid, but. Whatever, you know, they like it that way so they can kind of manipulate it as they see fit, at least exactly. But what it's like WWE stuff, yeah, manipulate it, but whatever. But whatever is right, let's jump right into our next topic over and under your favorite segment here on the lockdown or not lockdown, (laughs) the lockdown. I'm telling you. Is that, something for, is that something for PA Miles Foot? No, that's it's a Bengals thing. It's a it's a lockdown uh, Bengals. Anyway, uh, your Bengals podcasting. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I had that cool intro ready to go, but now I'm I'm all scrambled up. Yeah, anyway, yeah, over yeah. under on under reactions. Um, let's just we'll go straight through them. Over under under the. God, I'm struggling today. The over/under reactions. The first one is <laughs> we should get rid of stage cautions, and this question gets brought up stage because cautions. we are not having stage cautions here at this track for the first time since 2016. The last time we haven't had predetermined cautions was 2016 at Homestead, Miami. So. Should we get rid of stage cautions? Um, so overreaction, underreaction on that. Um, so it's it's phrases we should get rid of st- stage cautions. So yes, I'm going to yes. say that's a that's a it's an underreaction. I think it's a so it's a prompt reaction, basically. It's a corrective reaction. Um, I I just don't know what purpose they kind of serve anymore. I think their purpose has kind of been. I under, well, we understand what well, you, you know the purpose. It's yeah. to rack them up again and cause yeah. excitement. And for ovals, I don't hate it. I'm gonna be honest. I know I may get some flack for this, but like on ovals, I don't hate them re-racking like every hundred laps. Cause like you get long green flag runs that like don't turn into anything, which is fine. That's like normal racing, but I can see the appeal, and I guess I'm just used to it. I kind of like the rack them up and just let them go again yeah stuff I, but like think about how cool it would be okay so they could still award the points at those that at those lap which they're doing this weekend correct they're still awarding yeah, all points. road courses are going to do that this year so they're awarding points at that certain lap i don't know exactly what lap it is so i think it's going to create some crazy strategy right because if you want the points well you're going to stretch your tires you're going to stretch your fuel run you're going to make sure you get to the end of that stage um whereas if you're racing more for the win which we'll definitely see drivers doing that this week you're gonna you're gonna short pit or you're gonna cut the, the quote-unquote stage or fuel run in, in in half or do based on what your tires are are capable of i don't know i think there's going to be some really interesting strategy this week um which you know segues into our next topic over on uh, over under reaction the old school road course strategies will dominate the storylines this week. What do you got? Um, I think it's properly rated. So I guess it's an under 
reaction, I suppose. I don't think there's going to be – I I think teams are still – like there's going to be a few teams that still prioritize stage points at the end of the day. I'll really be looking at like, you know, like if a few Hendrick cars don't think they can get the win, but they can get a bunch of points and rack them up, and then they still think they can finish like top 15 – that's a really good freaking day for them. Just rack up as many points possible and just get in there. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think the old school strategies are going to come into into play on the first one, at least. I think they're going to try and test it out and see if it works. And then maybe when we get to the sixth one, which is Walkins Glen, maybe we'll see more of that strategy come to life after they had some practice with it again. I I think you're going to see a hybrid. Like I don't think you're going to see an old school strategy. I don't think you're going to see a new school strategy. I think you're going to see a hybrid somewhere in the middle. Um, for like I mentioned, those stage points are still available, so you can't just completely adopt those strategies, knowing that those you might miss out on those stage points if depending on how it like works out. You know what I mean? Depending on how the math works out. Yeah. Um, so that'll be really interesting. It'll kind of throw a wrench in it. I think these teams are going to have to kind of develop new strategies. And as a result, we're going to see some crazy racing. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised, though, if an old school road course strategy ends up winning the race, if that makes sense. That does make sense. So I, I, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think it's a, a properly related. This should be like overreaction or just a reaction because it's not an underreaction. Um, but I will label that as an underreaction because I okay. think the race winner will come from an old school racing strategy, but a driver who managed manages the stages better might come out with more regular season points. I this, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Oh, it does. It makes a beautiful of, sense. A lot of words for a lot of a lot of thinking. The gears were turning. Oh that god, one. that was hard. Uh so, overreaction. Oops, sorry. Didn't mean to steal your, steal your thunder. You're stealing my freaking thunder, man. Let me, let me let me let me do this one. All right, I'll let you I'll I'm let gonna, you. I'm do we're gonna do a combined. Okay. Because we got two predictions here that oh. are for resulting kind of things, right? Okay. okay. So Corey LaJoy. Uh-huh. wins a race this year. I think that is an overreaction. Uh, we're in agreement. I also think it's an overreaction. He got fourth place, sure, but it was at a drafting track. And uh, and that's the best well, finish he's ever had, yep. his fourth place. It's just a bit of a steep reaction. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes well at another drafting track, but you're not going to see him win a race. Yeah. It's too hard to win these drafting tracks, even when you are one of the best. Um. He's got to be in the right place at the right time. You got to be lucky. Yeah. You got to get lucky. You got to have your, yeah. Everything's got to go your way. Corey LaJoy, sorry, dude. You're not getting to win this year. I hope you still come on our podcast eventually. But yeah, stacking pennies. Love that podcast, buddy. You actually listen <laughs> every once in a while. I don't listen to it all the time. I should probably. He, he, he's got some fun insight. He's just a funny guy. So maybe I'll dabble. You got to dabble. So our second one then is Johnson finishing inside the top 10. Um, um, you hear that? I'm slapping the underreaction. Wow. Slap I'm slapping the overreaction. I think the man won really- two road courses in his career. So? 
What do you mean so? You hear that? I'm still slapping the undergaction. Oh I'll tell you why. God. I will yeah, tell, tell you why. why. He just ran IndyCar races for two, two, three, two and a half. I don't know. Two years. Four average finishes. It doesn't matter. Okay, but that's besides the point. He's going against the best road course racers in the world that are really good, have really fresh, young reactions in those cars. He's uh, never uh, driven uh, anything like those cars in his entire life. He didn't go, you know, his upbringing wasn't go-karts. He, he drove off-road trucks. Then he came to NASCAR, drove stock cars, was amazing at it, learned how to finesse drive a little bit. I think um, he's learned a lot over the last couple of years, and I would not be surprised to see him finish in seventh place seventh place that's your prediction i'll tell you why i'll tell you another reason he's not racing for stage points no he's gonna go for the win he's going for the win so he's gonna be on that old school racing strategy which puts him ahead of half the field at least already in johnson's day they only raced on two road courses right walkins and sonoma for the most part um they might have ran they might have ran a couple road course Ooh. races in Canada when he was a driver. I do not like these cup stats for Johnson. You don't have Sonoma to like them. Those are years ago. Yeah, dude, 2019. It's only four years ago. Different car. I'm telling you. Man's getting older. His average finish at Sonoma, not bad, 12.4. Average finish at Watkins is a 17.2. And he actually has only won once. He won one time at Sonoma in 2010. Okay. And Fair. he started second. He qualified second and won first. So he had a good day. So, so I mean, hey, if, it, if the team can do it, the team can do it. I really don't have any faith. I don't know what Johnson's stats are when he was racing against the best road course drivers in the world. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because different. It's a different vehicle in its entirety. Um, do you remember at the Charlotte Roval and that that debut when uh, he almost won that race? Oh, uh, that's what I was missing with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. also you're also missing the Daytona Road Course, which he ran once in 2020 during the pandemic. Yeah, and how did that go? He finished fourth. Uh oh, he's finishing. He's finishing. His, his last few road course races, he's finished really well. He finished ninth at the Charlotte Roval in 2019. And he was fourth at the Daytona Road Course in 2020. And then 13th at the Charlotte Roval again in 2020. You're telling me he can't put together a top 10 finish? No. You are. Oh, my Lord. I can't believe you're saying that. Not with the team he's got. It, the team? How is Eric Jones doing at road course races recently? You don't want to know the answer to that. Is it bad? Well, he's not a road course ringer. I, I just, he's... I just, I just don't have any faith in the in the in Johnson at all. After yeah. seeing what he was doing in any car, I understand it's different drivers, but I just, why can't I find any Jimmy Johnson stats? But I, I don't know. I just don't have, I don't have any faith. Well, uh, what is it going to take for you? But you're wrong to have like a lot of like if you see him practicing good and qualifying like top 15, that's like a I'm considering him kind of thing. I'm considering him regardless. But yeah, so if he qualifies 32nd and he's okay. 28th in practice. That's no, then I'm not considering him anymore. Then I'm losing faith, but I have faith. It's just going to take okay. a lot to lose it. I got <laughs> to take a lot 
to lose it. Okay. It's going to take a lot to lose it. It's going to, yeah, it's going to take, it's going to take a 25th in qualifying and a 25th in practice to lose my faith. Wow. His best finish in IndyCar was fifth. I finally that, found some stats. Was that on an oval? I believe it, it was. was, on an oval. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, at Texas? Where was that? It was at, uh, where is this? Where the hell is this? Iowa. Oh, is that Iowa? Yeah, I, he, his two seasons he did, he ranked 26 and 21st overall. Hey, that's a big improvement. What's the best road course he finished? Dude, it's like 16th, I think. That's not bad, dude. You're against the best road course ringers in the world. Yeah, it's 16th. What's his best? If you put any, okay, if you took any cup guy, uh, almost any cup guy, and put him in an Indy car, he would not run much better than Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's that's fair. That it's a lot harder to do on a road car. course. On a road course. Yeah, I think it's just going to be. I, I, he's going to have to do a lot to prove for me. Is all I'm saying. Like I don't have any faith in the man. I have faith. All right. Well, next topic: Kyle Busch is the clown. Overreaction, underreaction. I don't know what this is for. Oh, you shit, said no. you said you would tell me about <laughs> this because you threw it on the notes, and I was like, "What does that mean?" And you said, "Oh, you'll find out later. Don't worry." So basically, basically what I'm saying it before before the race on um, Sunday, or maybe he said it during before qualifying on Saturday. Essentially, said that you know drivers nowadays don't have any respect for each other. There used to be a code. Well, you used to not race to that code, Kyle Busch. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he might be racing clean now, but. Back in the day when you, you claimed there was a code, well, you weren't really following that code. I remember when you wrecked a specific truck series driver when he was racing for a championship. Um, so it's like, I don't know. It's just a little hypocritical. Like, I think it is. I don't know. That That's just kind of where this topic came from. It's just you talk a lot about a code that you never really abided by, and now you want it to be a code, so it's a code because you're old and maturing. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's more mature than he was, sure. I think all the drivers are clowns. They all, dude. they all, they all just come at some point. Like especially like, uh, this is a little. I guess it's not off topic, but when Larson was like upset that Chastain did the wall ride move, and I was like, "Homie, you did that last year against Denny at Darlington. You did the same exact thing. You tried it. It didn't work. And you were like, oh, I tried it. And then Chastain does it, and it works. And you're throwing a hissy fit, like he should never be allowed to do that again. That is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dude. And you know what? I'll agree. Underreaction, uh, properly rated, because properly rated. he's being a clown. I, I get it. They mature. Drivers mature. I get it. But I don't know. There's some things you got to stick your guns to. I agree. And that wasn't one of them. So um, whatever. Whatever. I'll you know, I'll let you introduce this next overreaction under reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> uh I don't know if anybody saw it at the end of the race, but uh Brad Gislowski, <laughs> when he got out of his car, went into a nice little porta potty. Because, you know, after being in a car for three or four hours, you gotta you gotta use the potty. Yeah. Just just how it works. And he was still in his racing helmet, everything, walking <laughs> into the porta potty. Dude, man, man was, was on a mission. He was on a mission to get that done. He does not lock the porta potty behind him. And That's then Denny Hamlin goes to use the same porta potty <laughs> and he opens it up 
and then he had one at a field day with it on his social media, editing it to everything, all TikTok audios and all this. Pretty funny. So the question I raised was, does Brad K drop some deuces? Dude. And what I mean by this is an over-unreaction. Is he dropping stinky dumps? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. After that I think, race, I mean... I think if I'm a racer... That's the first thing I'm thinking of when I get out of the car. It's not the interview. It's like, <laughs> I need to get on the toilet and take a shit right now. Oh, no. That's well, the first thing I'm thinking of. Here's here's my stance on this. Why why did Fox have a camera on the porta bodies? What was going on there? Why did they literally had that camera trained on those porta bodies? They must they must hire a creep, dude. He's so, watching the the only cam. thing I can think of is that maybe it was like just part of the camera. Like they might have just taken that resolution frame. Because if you change yeah. the resolution on your camera, it'll only take like a certain box of your camera. Sorry, I'm drawing boxes. Whereas if you're on full resolution, it's all the way up. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was just like a small segment of the screen, but they're shooting at 4K, really good cameras. So it looked like they were just train focused on that. But mm. I mean, how freaking funny is that? It's so, it's so incredible. Oh my God. And uh, just the reaction too. You could just tell Daniel's like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like he's like, I didn't mean to do this, homie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, if I was dead in that situation, I wouldn't have waited. I would have just walked away at that point. I would have just went straight back to my bus at that point. Yeah, seriously, dude. I would have not been in that <laughs> scenario anymore. That's so it's so funny. But that was that was my last little joke one. I forgot I put that in. Thank you for uh you're, you're welcome. reminding me. You're welcome. So now, so now we're all the way at the end. On to another week. Our first road course of the season. Oh boy. Circuit of the Americas. A very fun track to watch for road course racing. I enjoy this track, even on the package we had last year. It's a fun little track. So we got some picks. We got to decide who we think are going to be some good road course drivers. Obviously, a big one missing is going to be Chase Elliott. He's not racing this weekend due to breaking his leg snowboarding. So we got to fill that hole somehow. John, how are you looking to fill? You know what? I'm looking to fill well, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I picked Kislowski a win last week. I was almost right. You were. I was I almost right. Hand. I had Blaney to finish second, and he finished. He was running up there. He almost finished second. He probably finished, I think, I don't know, sixth or seventh or somewhere in there. And then in third, I had Kyle Busch. Well, I don't know where Kyle Busch finished. It wasn't well, but... You know, actually, I think he might have finished in the top 10 as well. I think all he three finished. of the drivers I picked. He finished 10th. Kyle Busch finished There 10th. you go. All three drivers that I said, one, two, three, finished in the top 10. That's a pretty dang good week. So I'm feeling really good without Chase Elliott in my lineup this week. And I'm riding the hot hand. I'm going Joey Logano to win the race and dominate. Dominate. Course, yes. he, he, is a, he is a pretty decent road course racer. He's, he is. Um, His stats don't necessarily tell the tale, but – but he, I feel like recently I've been seeing him do okay. Yeah. Like he'll be contending. He was also one of those guys that kind of went for stage points because he knew he couldn't win. So he would just get yeah. the points, which is a sneaky pick here. Like you could pick him for fantasy and be like, well, I'm anticipating him to get stage points. And like I said earlier, if he finishes in top 15 and gets like a couple stage points, it's a good day. So well, I just don't know if that's warranted enough for a use. Like, if I'm using Logano, like, if I'm using those heavy, heavy guys, I'm anticipating, like, over 40 points or over, like, 45 points if I'm using him. 
So, so do I think he can get that done in a road course? That's a tough, that's a tough t- tale to ask. Well, who, who are you thinking? Like, who's like your like, go-to, like the guy who's a lock in your lineup? The guy that is a lock in my lineup right now without Chase Elliott, because Chase Elliott, as we said, is not here. You know who I think? Who's that? I'm thinking Tyler Reddick. Oh. I'm thinking Tyler Reddick. He's been showing some speed on these road courses. I got to check his racing references. I'm talking about it right now. It's, his racing reference is good. For like He's been, and now he's in a Toyota, and the Toyotas have been doing pretty decent. Denny always finds his way up there. Um at these you. at these tracks all the time you're wrong buddy i you think i'm wrong with reddick Toyotas were absolutely awful on road courses last year no but i mean for the big sake i'm talking like the toyotas of the drivers that actually can do something which is bell hamlin and reddick yeah they they've been good and how do i get to there we go career statistics with tyler but like with tyler um his stats at Austin the last two times he started, he had the pole, finished ninth. And then when they raced there again in 2022, he started fourth and finished fifth. It's a no brainer for me to have Reddick in there. I get it, it was with a Chevy car, but he's showing some speed again. He just finished fifth at Atlanta. He's finally getting the hang of it <laughs> with his new team and a new Toyota. Yeah. So Tyler Reddick is a guy. I'm targeting, and you know what? Another second one that'll be a lock for me. Okay. It's always, I think you know who I'm going to say. Kyle Larson? No. Why would it be Kyle Larson? I don't know. He's good at these road course races. It's a it's a narrative as old as time. If you're not I'm picking not. Chase Elliott, who else are you picking at a road course? Come on. Come on. Uh, Come on. Come on. Uh, I don't know, man. Dude, the dinger? Are you dumb? Oh, dinger. I forgot he's even racing cup. <laughs> the dinger, man. I, dude, you had to be lost because I'm looking at the racing reference. I'm like, there's no one that's really sticking out too much. And you know what's a big thing for me with Reddick? I haven't, yeah. u- I haven't used him once yet. You haven't used Reddick yet? Nope. Madman. What's wrong with you? So this is the time for me to unleash. Give me a good qualifying day, Reddick. Oh. Oh. It's over. Oh. <laughs> Well, I really like uh, Daniel Suarez. That's a good pick. And I also really like a guy who I think can perform really well on these tracks. Uh, he's a little bit of a sneaky pick, Chris Buescher. Chris Buescher is a good pick. I like that pick. Five top tens in the last six races at a road course. Wow. Um, one top five. So he's not he's not racing for the win necessarily, but he's going to give you a good points day. Um, and really, these road course races, that's all you can expect. How is Austin Cindric at road courses? He was good in Xfinity, right? That's look decent. They do look decent. That's a that's another guy I can consider. Yeah. yeah he started he started third at one time, finished twenty fifth. That kind of sucks. But then he did finish eighth the last time at so you know, it's possible. I also think, you know, other Chevys, Chastain did win this last year. I just think it's kind of a waste to use a Chastain here. Although I did only use him once so far, so that's another potential for me. And Alex Bowman was running top three. Okay, he's been, he's been sneaky good at road courses. I will say this. So, give me okay. Fantasy aside, give me your pick to win. Uh, the pick to win pick is to going win. to be. If you had to bet on someone, who would you who would you put your money on? 
Uh, like who makes you feel the most confident? The most confident is honestly Reddick, dude. I'm the most confident in Reddick. I think I'm riding him a lot. I've been right on all my picks so far for the last five weeks, at least with one driver. Like if I had a good feeling about him, I've been good. Like I had a great feeling about Logano at Atlanta and it worked out for me. Yeah. So honestly, Reddick or ooh, this is a tough one. I don't know. I think it's just Reddick because I look at other guys and I'm like, it's a toss up with like the rest of them. I'm like, yeah, could be good. Honestly, could not be. Like, I'm not feeling great about, like you said, like everyone's kind of like, I'm feel iffy about. But for whatever reason, I'm getting a really good gut feeling about Kyle Larson this week. Kyle Larson's good. I just feel like he's due. That's fair. I do yeah. think he's due. I just don't know if it comes at the road. It might not. It might. What, are his, what are his stats? Is he okay at the... Um, He's kind of mid-pack. Yeah. See, that's like a... Ooh, don't know yeah. if I can... Don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Bowman's been pretty good. It would be a hard use from a fantasy perspective, but like, like if we were talking like a pure bet, I'd feel okay. I feel pretty good, actually. My gut feeling. I'm going with my gut here. Just yeah, my gut, my gut's Reddick. I just gotta go with it. I don't. I have no basis besides like decent stats. I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Hey, run me through the um, are the pick are the things out yet? What the hell are they called? No, they're not out. We did it too early this week. They take until like Tuesday, Wednesday, so we can't go through them. Um, but you know, I could anticipate a uh, emergency podcast. Emergency podcast coming Stay through to Stay your listening ears. Yeah, make sure you 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 know follow us on all on on your Spotify platform, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Oh, I got another lock. I got oh. another lock. Give me it, Ryan Blaney. I think he's a really? contender. I'm looking at his stats now. I like him. You do I like, like him? I like him. All right. Well. Average finish at Watkins, 13. Average finish at Austin, 11. Average finish at, where's the other one? Sonoma. Yeah. Uh, his last three races, he's had a top 10 in all three hmm. at Sonoma. He's been, the Penske's known to drive okay. a road course. So right. that's that's it. That's my last thing. Well. I'll take your word for it, and you guys should too. Make sure you listen or stay tuned to the Tight On Entry Racing Podcast just in case we do have an emergency podcast come out. Make sure you listen to that later this week when um, our penalties are announced. Expecting penalty revisions for the Hendrick cars as well as the um, 11 car of Denny Hamlin and the whatever Justin Haley car drives. I don't even know what number he drives. Um Stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay tuned for our new logo that's coming out this week and a ton of other fun stuff in the weeks to come. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.